Well, we have hit Monday. That always means we've had a full round of pretty much everything. And to pick our way through, there's so many storylines from the NRL from the weekend, which started on Thursday. And uh, joining us to help us weave our way and try and make some sense of it all, NRL.com senior writer Brad Walter rejoins us. G'day, Brad. How are you, I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to find the big stories, uh, the main ones. And I opened up the results from last week, and it started on Thursday with the Sharks absolutely destroying the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys, a top four side last year. I think Todd Payton was coach of the year. They were thought to be a top four side again. Boy, they're battling. What What's up with the Cowboys? Yeah, look, it's hard to say, and just. I know what you mean about, um, you know, trying to think where it all began because, like, we went from the previous round into Anzac Day, which was on Tuesday, Mm. and then we're playing again on Thursday, and we've had a full round. So it just feels like it's been uh, footy non-stop, and it's it's been uh, it's been there's been some fantastic games and big occasions. I just think, mate, with the Cowboys, that you know, last year, you know, two two years ago, back in twenty twenty one, the Cowboys. They had a pretty pretty poor year and they were struggling. And we saw that there was some good young talent coming through. And I think Todd Payton saw that and he identified that their defence was an issue. And they worked really really hard um, during the the of the 2022 um, preseason, probably harder than any other club. Um, and and they did a great job in terms of um, you know the players all came together. The young guys like um, the young guys that came through um, really stepped up and. They had some emerging superstars. The players they signed were all all great signings. We were playing, to, you know, Chad Townsend obviously had a great influence on that team. Tommy Dearden, um, you know, who was cut from the Broncos, but he he realised his potential. Scott Drinkwater, um, another guy who was on the rebound from the Melbourne Storm, um, showed what he can do. And, uh, and, and you know, and Peter Hiku um, wound the clock back, I suppose, at the, you know, and he's one of the, I think he's one of the best defensive centres in the game. But, um this year, the, the maybe they haven't got the depth uh, that uh, you know um, as, as what they had had in previous seasons. They lost uh, Tom Gilbert, um, they lost uh, the Hammer to um, to the Dolphins, uh, you know, and, and a couple of other players have moved on. Um, and I think they yeah their pre they didn't have the same preseason that they had the year before. Like it wasn't that tough, intense preseason. It was an easier one, and they it's almost like they've re- reverted back to um, to where they were in twenty. 21. Um, um, it's hard, hard to put your finger on what the reason, the exact reason why, but you know, Chad Townsend isn't having the same influence. Scott Drinkwater isn't, um, you know, I mean, people were talking about him for state of origin, you know, uh, 12 months ago. Like, um, Scott Drinkwater isn't having that impact. Um, they're, they're at fullback. Um, um, he isn't playing as well. Tommy did, and he, he did play state of origin last year. Well, like, he's a million miles off state of origin at the moment. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's They've they've just collectively um, fallen away. Reese Robson again, he was talked about for uh, the New South Wales hooking role, and he's not, you know, he's not his name's not in the frame now. So um, just collectively as a team, they've just all fallen away. And you know, I don't know if they can regain that, get back to where they were, or if it's just 
something that happened in the in the in, in the preseason, and unfortunately they're in for a for a tough year. But like, yeah, defensively they just weren't good enough. They, they were far from good enough against Cronulla. That was like um, uh, like like watching touch footy um, yeah. at times in, in in that game. Really disappointing um, uh, for, from the Cowboys. And as I said, hard to put your finger on. I'm sure that when Valentine Holmes plays for Queensland. Uh, in, in the Origin series soon, he he will be fantastic. Um, but he again, he's another player that isn't playing anywhere near as well as what he did last season. So um, yeah, I think unfortunately I can't see them making the eight. Mm. Um, they just seem to be in a rut, and um, I, I, I don't know if there's any way out of it. Um, I don't think there's any quick fix for them. The Rabbitohs toyed with the Broncos in the end, a 26-point margin of victory. Now, I know the Broncos didn't have Payne and Ezra, but they're not worth 26 points, those two, or are they? Payne Haas is um, he's arguably the best forward in the game. Um, so him being out is, is a huge blow to the Broncos. Uh, look, Ezra and Mams had a great season, but, um, yeah, I don't think... I don't think um, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think the fact that they, the Broncos can blame the fact that those two players were missing um, on their performance. And I think it's, you know, full credit to South. They really turned up. They came to play. Um, they've been in good form, South. They started the season slowly, but they're building. And you can just see with Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell how much they're enjoying their footy and playing together. And, um, and you know, they're, they're just really, really dynamic. Um, Campbell Graham is another player they've got... Souths have got a lot of players in good form, and um, they're yeah they're, they're at the moment they're um, probably the best team I, I would think in, in the NRL. Um, you know, and the, and the Broncos have probably held that mantle for uh, you know for, for most of the start of the season. But I think um, you know the way the Rabbitohs are playing, and obviously the way they won the other day. Um, yeah, all their big name players are aiming up. Damian Cook is another player who's returned to, to, to good form, and Cameron Murray, um, their captain. I don't know, they've just got. All of their good players are performing, you know, at or near their best, and um, when they do that, the Rabbitohs are, are you know, they, they are one of they're again going to be one of the contenders. They, I think it's five seasons in a row now they've made the preliminary final or the grand final, um, and, and you know, I, I reckon they'll, they'll be there or about this season. Titans fans haven't had much to cheer about in recent years, but they've. Uh... Absolutely punished the Sea Eagles at uh, Four Pines Park in Sydney. That's a fantastic win for Titans. Yeah, great. It was a really important um, that they bounced back after the the disappointment of um, the previous week when they led twenty six nil at half time and were run down twenty eight twenty six by the, by the Dolphins. Um, obviously, that can have a real negative impact on you know I suppose the players' self belief and confidence, but. They were, they were, I think they were up 16, maybe 16-2 at half-time against Manly, and they spoke at half during the break about how they were in a similar position to what they'd been the week before, and you know, and they were determined not to blow it. And you could just see their defensive resolve um, throughout that match. Um, you know, right from the get-go, AJ Brimson, um, he injured a hamstring and, and didn't take any part in the second half, but in the first half he came up with two great try-saving. Uh, tackles on his own line, really put his body on the line to to, to do that. Um, David Fafita was sensational um, uh, in attack and defence, but yeah, ran really hard and you know and, and played uh, just and showed you know played the type of football that he can at his best. It was really dangerous, and um, that, that was like that was a really important win. If the Titans had blown that 
16-2 halftime lead. Um, I think, um, yeah, there'd be grave concerns about you know about them this this season. But you know, the fact that they re- responded the way they did to what what had occurred the previous week, and and I thought it was a really good point by their coach. They scored 26 points in the first half against the Dolphins. Like they're not a bad football team. They just what for whatever reason uh, fell apart in the second half. So um, you know, there, there were a lot of positives from that Dolphins game, Dolphins loss even mm. if it didn't seem like that because of the disappointment of the fact that they that how they'd blown that lead. So they just needed a, needed a, a bit more resolve, I suppose, and that, that's what they did um, against Manly. So great win for them. Um, you know, Manly, the wheels are starting to come off a bit. They play the Broncos this weekend up at Magic Round, and I suppose it'll be a really, really interesting game from the point of view of, of, of both those teams. But I think Haas is back, and, uh, um, yeah, Haas is back, um, and Mam, and uh, Tom Travoy is back for the the seagull, so that's a huge in. Uh, to the neutrals, but even more so, the West Tigers fans. I couldn't have been more delighted for a team to win this weekend than West Tigers. They've been industrious, they've had bad luck, they've played poor games, but this is a real statement or a testament to the NRL competition, I feel like, Brad, when someone like West Tigers, winless, can take on the defending premiers and win in terrible conditions. Wow, what an injection of life it's given. Not that the comp needed an injection of life, but what a story. Yeah, and I think, you know, maybe the Tigers are getting a roll now. Like, as you said, they hadn't been they hadn't been terrible. They'd um you know, they haven't been blown off the park in games. Um the previous two games against Parramatta and Manly, they were they were riding those games and they sort of got they fell away at the end. Um uh, particularly against Manly, you know, they led with uh, you know, less than two minutes to go and uh, they got run down, but, um, so they weren't far away, and they were probably due for a win. Things needed, you know, they were due for uh, probably an ounce of luck. Um, you know, the Panthers, they haven't been playing as well as you know what they had been in previous seasons, but they're still a, a mighty football team with a, a star-studded lineup. And I just think, um, I just think that um, you know the West Tigers just came out in those conditions and and just. And just you know, outplayed outplayed the Panthers in the conditions that were there, you know that they were presented with. Um, you know, wet weather, pouring rain the whole time. The, the West Tigers' tactics were basically run the ball hard and and try and um, um, get some angled runs because you know um, it was slippery and difficult for the for, for defence. So a little bit of footwork close to the line was um, was was really important. But it basically was a matter of holding on to the ball, forwards running hard and. Uh, and the kicking game of Luke Brooks was um, was absolutely sensational. Um, now to the Warriors. <clears throat> and I don't want to do this, but we're sort of given fodder every week um, when we talk about referees against the Warriors. Now, I thought at the start of the game we did get, we did get the right side of some 50-50 calls, but there are a few absolute like game turners, like a shoulder charge, not... Nothing happened. That guy went on to score a try. The James Tedesco knock-on that wasn't called, even though they're looking up at the big screen and they can see that it was. Everyone could see it was, except the bunker and the referee. They keep giving us fuel to make us sound like we are whinging Warriors fans, Brad Walter. <laughs> oh, mate, it does sound like that. Mm-hmm. I just think I just think those 50-50 calls, mm-hmm. and like most of those are 50-50 calls, teams have got to be able to respond and get... and. and and overcome those, and the Warriors have been doing that. You know, whether or not they've been get they, you know, they've had tough calls go against them, or they've been getting the rubber the green. Um, they've been able, you know, they haven't. They've been, there's no excuse 
is, is, is no excuses is their attitude and they've been able to overcome those in the past. So I don't think that's the issue. Um, I think, look, the Roosters came with, a again, a defensive mindset, um, like the West Tigers. Uh, you know, they, they held the Warriors to, to nil. Um, they, that, that was an area of their game, which um, I, can, I know that people within the Roosters have been really concerned or close to the Roosters have been really concerned about their defence and what's going on and how, how, you know, their defense, they, how many points they've been leaking. Um, so that was obviously something they focused on uh, pretty heavily since the Anzac Day game against the Dragons, which they won 27-26. Um, I think their belief is that if they can hold a team to like, you know, 12 points or less, they'll win. Um, uh, you know, and so, so as I said, the Roosters deserve a lot of credit for their defence. Um, Warriors, you know, they've been playing really well uh, and they're a little bit uh, undermanned at the moment, you know, with the, some, some key players out and that no doubt would... Um, you know, it's probably taken its toll and had an impact. You know, and there's been obviously a lot of a lot of travel as well. But you know, um, it's a little bit like the West Tigers. Um, they they were due for a win, I would say. You know, they they, they were due to win a game, and the, you know the Warriors have been playing really well. But like Brisbane, you know, another team that's been playing particularly well. Uh, you know, sooner or later they weren't going to put in the same performance, or things weren't going to go their way as much, or they weren't going to overcome. Um, some tough calls, and I just think that's what happened in this game. Yeah, Brisbane, the team that never leans Queensland, and they got an away game this weekend at home. Uh, funny that um, we can start can start that conspiracy about the NRL doing everything they can to get the Broncos up. Uh, they are still top of the table. What do you like, Magic Round, Brad? You like the concept? I like the concept for fans. I think it's fantastic for fans. Um, you know, you can you can go up to Brisbane for a weekend. Basically, the NRL takes over Brisbane. Um, it's a festival of rugby league. Um, it's all the games are in the same venue. Um, you basically, you know, you, you you rock up and sit in the same seat um, for for three days in a row. You get to see every team play. Um, and obviously, as I said, the NRL takes over Brisbane. So it's not just at Suncorp Stadium, but it's you know when you go out to the you know the pubs and the restaurants and the cafes and that. It, they're chock full of NRL fans, so you really feel like you're part of this, um, you know, festival atmosphere, and that it's the only thing happening in the world. Um, so it's a great, you know, and and people run into friends, and like it is, it's a great, it is a great weekend for fans. Um, uh, you know, I think it's something that everyone should try and do, um, it, you know, at least once if, if if they could. I personally, a personal point of view, I'd like to see it moved around. I'd like to see it taken to different cities, and I. I reckon if you're, from a fan's point of view too, if you've been to Magic Round in Brisbane once, that's great. But if they said, hey, next year it's on in Auckland or it's on in Melbourne or um, somewhere else, um, and you thought it was you, you enjoy yourself in Brisbane, you'd probably be up for going to those cities too. So I think that's 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 probably, um, you know, from my point of view, you know, it's been in Brisbane for a number of years now, and I, I, I definitely would like to see it played um, somewhere else. But from a from a point of view of just a fan who wants to go and watch the footy, um, yeah, honestly, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? You can just, like I said, rock up at Suncorp Stadium. It's right in the heart of uh, Brisbane City. Um, most, but you can walk to it from most hotels. You know, sit in the same seat. Uh, there's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, it's going to be full. so a great atmosphere. And basically watch every game of rugby league that there is this weekend. Like, yeah, what's, yeah, what's not to like about that? That's pretty, that sounds pretty bloody good to me. And finally, uh, we're looking ahead to the Magic Round, the Warriors um, against the Panthers. 
Um, half of me says, you know, the Panthers are in trouble. They got beaten by Wests. I think the wiser half of me is saying bounce back by the Panthers. They're going to even be more dangerous. Oh, absolutely. Um, so the Panthers have actually lost their last two games in a row, and that hasn't happened for a number of years. So uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how long since they lost three games in a row, but certainly not in that era where they, you know, where they've not the last three years that they've been in the grand final. So um, it's a real test for the Panthers to see where they're at. Have the wheels fallen off? Are they, are they you know, if they come back to the field, um, as as many people suggest, or you know, is this the game where they're going to show they're going to bounce back and show? Um, that they still are premiership contenders. Um, so it's going, to, it's going to be fascinating for, for, from a number of points of view. My belief is they aren't the team that they were. They haven't got the same um, the same playing strength and playing depth as what they had. They have still got some very, very, very good players in their team. And 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 you know, I would and Nathan Cleary got outplayed by Luke Brooks the other night. That doesn't happen very you know very often. So I, I'm, I'm expecting uh, Nathan Cleary to step up and. Um, and take control. I think this is going to be a huge ask for the Warriors to go to Brisbane and, and beat the Panthers, you know, a Panthers team that's desperate for a win um, and, and also coming off a, a pretty poor performance by their standards. So I'd be expecting, um, yeah, the likes of Cleary um, in particular to, to take control, really take control and, and step up in this match. So um, I, 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 think the, I think the Panthers bounce back. But if they don't, well, um, geez, there'll be some real questions asked about their Premiership credentials, and if the premiership race isn't um, isn't wide open now, it certainly will be if, if the Warriors are able to to knock them off on the weekend. And it's Ivan Cleary against Andrew Webster, Penrith, Penrith. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Yeah, there's a lot, lot of storylines, and there's a lot to like, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. This game. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Hey, brilliant! Always good catch up with you, Brad. Um, thanks for your for your time. As always, we really enjoy listening to you and chatting to you. Yeah, no worries. Let's speak again soon. Cheers, mate. There he is, Brad Wilder, NRL.com senior writer. So much to like about the game of the NRL Rugby League at the moment, and it is the Warriors-Panthers at 5 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, which will be 3 o'clock in Brisbane. So daytime rugby league. Daytime rugby league. We'll have a break. We'll come back.